You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. doesn't like a good underdog story the story of a person or a group facing significant challenges starting at the bottom working their way to the top with odds stacked against them and despite all that the underdogs always rise to the occasion and eventually overcome the odds and win the day these are stories used to inspire and to demonstrate the power of the human spirit and the potential for anyone regardless of their background or circumstances to achieve greatness stories like rocky the mighty ducks and yes sports stories tend to be the most common of underdog tales and yes maybe a sports story about tom brady isn't the greatest example (laughs) sure he started as a second stringer quarterback coming in for drew bledsoe after a mid-game injury in a game that the pats were losing that brady ended up winning and then he became the starting quarterback and then went on to win the super bowl that year and then he went on to become the winningest super bowl qb in nfl history not exactly an underdog more like an under goat look as the one who i think signed up for this as a actual patriots fan i was like i'm gonna be the biased one be like Look, New England suffered a lot of strife in our football history up till that point. We can still call them underdogs. You can go with only. You, you can. can go with only. You can. You can go with only. You can. That's fine. But, hey, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about a story of four octogenarians. Well, one is 75. But four elderly best friends who decide to live life to the fullest when they embark on a wild trip to see their hero, Tom Brady, play the 2017 Super Bowl Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field on a road trip? Sure. That sounds like an underdog story. So let's talk about that. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by people who are inevitably going to crack jokes about not knowing anything about football. Frank? I, I know fuck all about all, – all I know about football, you can put on the head of a pin and still have room for the Lord's Prayer. I swear to God. Like, it's <laughs> it's not a lot. <laughs> not a lot there. Melina? I barely, barely know the sport. In fact, everything that you said before TC, that was an eye-opening, that was an eye-opening experience. Thank you. (laughs) And Ben, who's revealed himself as a true sports fan here. I've watched, I'm a fan of my home team and I have watched the Super Bowls that this, you know, movie covers. Doesn't mean I know the sport. I Past the players that they highlight in this movie, I couldn't name who's presently on the page. There you go. Really? <laughs> well, then I lead with this question. Why did we sign up for this movie? Um, because you I, asked me to? No. no <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> Melina did jump on because I wanted a fourth voice and I wanted a female voice. <laughs> I, I, I was the one who threw this into the um, suggestions channel. And uh, I went ahead and threw this in there. I saw the CBS This Morning piece on uh, on The Real Ladies that this film was inspired by. And they were so much fun. Most of their friends have since passed. They are in their – I think there's only two of them left. They're in their 90s, and um, mm-hmm. they've gone through, you know, 
losing loved ones and disease and surviving illnesses and whatnot and you see them um get in front of the tv for for football i'm not gonna pretend to know teams screw that uh, <laughs> i'm too pretty to know that even after this um, you don't but, know <laughs> patriots literally there's only one team you need to bother to memorize <laughs> But uh, but yeah, but watching them watch football was just so much fun. And I thought that the film would have that same kind of spirit. In a, in a way, it does. In a way, it does. Well, mm. yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> and I revealed myself. I mean, I'm a I'm a Patriots fan because they're my home team. I'm from Boston area. And also, I mean, just you know, you look at this cast: Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. It's like these are just titans of comedy and acting. Um, wonderful to see these women all together. And it's just like, I need to see it just for that. Uh, which, by the way, just to clarify for it is, Sally Field is was actually 75 when making this movie, which is awesome. Though Rita Moreno is actually 91. So. Yeah. Wow. So she beats the 80 for Brady by a good margin there. She could have fooled yeah. me, my goodness. She looked fantastic for sure. Yeah. I as well she signed does. up for this because of this cast. I am a fan of Sally Field. She reminds me of my Aunt Peggy. So anytime she pops up, I'm like, I want to see it because it's like my aunt. Sally Field has a lot Aww. of the same mannerisms, vocal like sort of inflection as my mom. So I have a really a strong connection to Sally Field. Mom, mom, is, your, is your mom my aunt? Maybe, TC. <laughs> what? Frank, we're family. Is your mom my mom? What is happening? Every time I watch <laughs> Sally Field in anything, I'm like, that's my mother. Like, <laughs> Ben, tell me you have a love for Sally Field for some familiar reason. Tell me. No, I don't. <laughs> Get out. Uh, Get out of here. <laughs> it's Sally Field. I like her in everything. You you are not wrong to feel that way because she's such a gem. But they all are here, and yeah. it's it's great to see Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin teaming up again because they've been doing Grace and Frankie for five seasons or so. And do you know that and, they, TC, oh, they've, got, yeah. they've got another movie coming out in March? That's excellent. Together, call that. moving on. Oh. Well, honestly, coming into this strictly for the cast, if you've seen the trailer, you know what you're in for. This is pretty light and fluffy. It got enough attention for its sheer existence that they made a joke of it on Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live, which was oh, 80 for Brady's coming out. So now a movie made for your mom that even she can hate. And I think that's <laughs> a bit cruel for what this is. This is not intended for a cynical millennial audience. It's, this is not intended not for anyone all. in the, this group right no. here. This is made for moms and grandmas and aunts. This is a movie made for those that the best, most exotic Marigold Hotel was made for, but has more actual personality to it like i love that movie i think it's a fine movie but this one at least seems to respect that like 70 and 80 year olds can actually be active that movie's like we're at the end of our lives let's have a yeah. time in india this one's like no fuck it we're old let's do this yeah, yeah i agree I, I agree with you i think that th this movie really celebrates uh the vitality that women uh of that age still have you see this in the film that they that they are quite frequently uh written off and sort of like brushed away and dismissed. Unsurprisingly, I've heard a lot of people um, in various chats and group texts um, when this one came up, just you know, just roll their eyes and again have that sort of like dismissive kind of attitude. And um, you know, because we are in, age, in, in an ageist society, and like I don't think this this film works a lot in terms of the humor, in terms of the plot mm -hmm. points. 
it's fairly standard. It's fine. It is fluff, but I think you can't dismiss the heart of this film. That, that you, you cannot be written off yeah. just because of your age. I mean, fluffy is certainly the word, but it's fluffy for me the way that cotton candy is fluffy. I'm like, yeah, there's little to no substance, really, but it's colorful and pretty, and it tastes good for that split second before it evaporates and I'm having fun with it and it's putting a smile on my face and yeah I have heard some people sticking their nose up rolling their eyes at this a lot of them are saying things which I think are completely silly quite frankly are not very nice Jane Fonda made Clute and Sally Field made Norma Ray. what the hell are they doing in this and I'm like they're having they're fun. Actors. They're actors. Yeah. That's what they do. They elected yeah. to be in this project. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Believe heart. it or not, they actually make their own decisions. But I'm like, that's. I'm like, you know what? Sometimes an actor takes something for the cinematic prestige. Sometimes they take it for the paycheck, and sometimes they do it because they just want to work with people that they clearly like and get along with and have great chemistry with. This is one of those. Oh yeah, yeah. and I mean, look. I, I can tell you from doing the research, the plot of this movie is so far from any of the reality that ever existed. Like, number one, it's just these women, the real 80s for Brady never even tried to go to the Super Bowl. They're just like, no, we we watch from home. <laughs> so this is all, like, from that point on. But, I mean, look, despite being fluff, there's reasons why this comedy works. The writers, Emily Halpern and Sarah Haskins, like, they wrote Booksmart. Really? Yeah, and they are very talented writers. And, like... Look, this plot is fluff, and I feel like a lot of that just comes down to they had to make up everything. They probably don't care that much about football, but they understand that. Like, they wrote Booksmart and Good Girls, so uh, they understand the TV series Good Girls. So it's like, okay, they understand writing for women, and, like, I think they do a great job with that. All the stuff, I mean, basically every scene that's great in this movie really does revolve around our leads and then, like, the random cameos. There's so many cameos that... I don't want to even mention some of them because they're so good. But one of the best ones that's so obvious in this movie, which I find it funny that Tom Brady's credited above him at this point, is Guy Fieri. Because Guy Fieri is so big in this movie. And he's supposed to be the nicest guy in the world. And he just is having so much fun in this. And he has so much opposite Sally Field that is just surprisingly charming to have those two together. I wouldn't have pictured it. I I said earlier that the the comedy is pretty, like, standard. It's except when it came to Sally Field. I think that Sally Field's, her timing, her delivery, her reactions, I thought were, were hilarious. I thought that, that she was just uh, so hysterical in, in this film. And she gave me the, the biggest laugh I had um, with her, one of her lines, which I wrote down, and I'm going to recite for you now, <laughs> not in a Sally Field way, oh, but... Um, but when she's it's sitting, the same delivery as Sally gave. I, I yeah, a Norma Ray. I'm gonna do my Norma my Norma Ray right now. Uh, but no, she's sitting with like. Why a, are you just holding up a sign that says Union? I don't. That, <laughs> that the court. Yeah, but no, she's she's sitting with like, with a guy, and her husband calls, and she says, "I'm at a party with a bunch of kids," and the guy says, "I'm a, I'm 36. I'm a man." You're working, You're working on it. On it. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I just love that. <laughs> I will say that whole bit with her with that guy was so good. Yes. Uh, like they play up the you know at least three of these women getting high for like the first time in forty years for them, and it's like it's actually really fantastic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And the thing is, when they did that, that was one of many setups in this movie that had me a little worried. Where I was like, okay, you could go the very cheap, bombastic, Mm -hmm. over-the-top approach to this 
having them all act like fools, having them act in a way that nobody does when they're on mm-hmm. edibles. Like your Emilio Estevez running around doing cartwheels in the Breakfast Club after he apparently just smoked pot. <laughs> anyway, uh, I digress. No, it's like that was one of those where I was like, oh god, I can't wait to see where this goes. And then I was like, oh, they didn't actually go the embarrassing route. They didn't cheap out or make it silly. No. These are women who are just like, yeah, we just did drugs. Who gives a shit? We're having fun. The one thing, the one of the great things about this film is they keep the characters truly themselves mm-hmm. throughout the entire film. They don't like change them for the sake of a plot yeah there's a nice consistency in them they aren't caricatures of what 80 year old women doing this would be yeah and i think that goes to ben credited the writers to this and i think he's correct in doing so this is written well it's got a great female voice to it written by females for females and specifically women of this age it's impressive to see something done relatively simply so but i'm impressed watching them perform such active roles i took note in the first scene we see the four of them together they don't just sit on the couch and have a conversation that they just edited together through singles they get up they move to the kitchen they have the conversation there they move the conversation back to the living room they sit up they stand up they sit down there's a lot of movement and the fact that i didn't know rita moreno was 91 good for her yeah she's she's jumping around in this like that's amazing i think Frank credited Sally Field as being the funniest. I honestly found Rita Moreno hilarious in this. Her character is so just a firecracker. Literally through the whole thing, she's the one that, like, they can't trust to leave her alone because she just gets into <laughs> the best hijinks in this movie. And Rita Moreno owns it. Also, I mean, as far as moving around, like, I will not spoil it, but there is a dance scene that has what I have to imagine, like, the line afterwards, after they get, like, what they need from the dance scene, I have to imagine it was, like, an after-cut, like, a B-shot that they didn't mean to use, but, like, just the talk between the uh, the, the extras was so good. Yes, honestly, yeah. that oh, was yeah. such a yeah. natural response to that scene, and I'm like, all right, that was one of those moments towards the end part of this movie when I worried it would drag, or I'm like, I kind of love this. This that, is actually just that, adorable. Yeah. That's one of, the, one of those crucial moments when, when, as a critic, you're watching a film, and, um, and at this point, I mean, the logic has been shaking already by this point that's one of those moments in the film and everyone's had it where in the critic head you're like facing two choices like am i going to choose logic or am i going to choose joy and in that moment you're just like i'm gonna go for joy and you're just like just jump into that moment of that dance sequence and you just like let yourself just like be overtaken by it yeah and it's just and it's great that should be the ethos to anyone sitting down to watch this movie is that. So <laughs> right. you can choose to be cynical you can choose yeah. to like hate this movie or you can choose to sit back and enjoy the experience exactly but frank why don't you take that and roll it into some final thoughts sure you know, like i said before i think a lot of the jokes here they, i think they, they felt sort of standard and they felt sort of like i mean i saw them coming a mile away except when it came to sally field like i said before i thought she was she's funny she was given the most uh fun things to do like She's I mean, all of our mom. Yeah, she is. And uh, I love when she enters into that spicy wing eating contest and they ask her, who do you want us to call if something goes wrong? She's like, an ambulance? Yeah. Like, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like, but I think this movie worked more for me when it didn't get serious, but it really was earnest about who these women were and the different sort of stages they were in their life. Maybe, you know, I turned 41 a couple, you know, last month. So maybe I'm sort of like facing that sort of like who am I now? And I'm, I know I'm no nowhere near near eighty, but like you sort of sort of like get like well, you know, is this sort of like the beginning of the end? Am I sort of tapped out? And I love that, <laughs> you know, and I love that that these women who are facing that um, each this is a movie about about combating that 
and you know not sort of like succumbing to that sort of um mentality and i thought it worked best when they were dealing with that this is great i I love that this is a film about women who love football so i'm just going to end it by saying that um i saw an interview with the four of these actresses promoting this film and rita moreno was saying jane and sally have been friends for a while and and lillian Jane have been friends for a while and this and that and Rita Moreno said I don't really have any friends I, I, I you know I've never really made any friends within within the industry so it's, it's always just been me and Sally Field and Jane Fonda like we're your friends now like we're your friends what are you talking about and this and that and I thought it was a very very sweet moment and I just want to say that uh, you three on this call are almost of my friends and um, I, I love you guys I treasure y'all because for these moments because these you know this is awesome I love I love doing this with you all, so I'm just going to give this... Love you too, Frank. Aww. Yeah, I'm going to give it uh, 8 out of 10. Um, spicy wings, which I probably won't ever eat because I always go for barbecue because I'm total chicken. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Ben. Yeah, um, so as I said, I got into this because I was a Patriots fan. I was like, one, I thought I could add something to this, but... You know, too, it's just like, as it, this cast is just so wonderful. I've, you know, loved all of these actresses throughout their careers or throughout my life seeing their careers because a lot of them predate me, but as can be told by, <laughs> you know, my age compared to theirs, unfortunately. But, <laughs> I mean, like, this movie overall, like, you know, it touches a lot of that, like, it's fluff on football. Like, honestly, like, I was, I believe, maybe not 2017, but one of the Super Bowls of the Patriots were in was in Houston, I think it's Carolina, and, like, I went there for that. Not to go to the game, but, like, I can tell you, just, like, I was like, look, I'm in Dallas, I live near Houston, and we're Patriots fans. Me and my brothers all went, stayed with my aunt's place. Like, yeah, the NFL experience thing, like, all of that is as crazy. Like, they showed this so crowded, like, just random stuff going on left and right. It's just like that. So I felt like they captured that very well. It, It is fluff. There's no doubt about it. This is not gonna be i think anyone's favorite movie of the year unless like your mom doesn't see any other movies and it's just happy <laughs> to see all of these actresses together and i don't mean that like you know making on moms or anything either but like no this is just a really good time like it is you know again i'm not going to spoil any like actual um you know special appearances like or any cameos but i will say like we left out that Bob Balaban is uh, playing Sally Field's, like, just super neurotic uh, educator <laughs> husband, and which Bob Balaban, of course, excels at. It's a small role, yeah. but no, it's, it's great. like, good great. casting like that that just, just nails it here. They've got the Patriots, you know, fan reporters uh, that are just the most Boston guys in the world that are played by Rob Corddry and Alex Moffat, which are, like, <laughs> yeah. exactly, That was great, yeah. They were great, They're yeah. exactly, like, the Boston radio host that I heard back when I was a kid growing up in New England. Like, like yeah, 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 the Pat's got to be good. Like, that thing, like, works. It works. And I got to say, like, so it's no – if you didn't know, the reason why Tom Brady is credited above Guy Fieri or anybody else on this is Tom Brady produced this movie. He's just, like – yeah, this movie sounds lovely. Yeah, he produced this movie. And it's like, okay, wow. He's not making money on crypto, so. <laughs> it seems like he was in 
He showed up for one day, which is mostly green screen work. You know, there's a couple of his former <laughs> teammates here. Like, obviously, they show some of them in the trailers. Gronk shows up. Emendola shows up. And Julian Edelman show up. And they're wonderful cameos interacting with these women. I think those are some of the most charming in this movie of any, like, you know, big celebrity. Is just getting some of the athletes and just letting them have fun with these actresses. Just because they're just, they're just sitting there to react to these, you know, wonderfully talented women just you know, messing with them pretty much as, like, playing giant fans. Like, stuff like that is why this movie's good. I'm going to give this six and a half out of ten (laughs) (laughs) strap-ons. Melina. Um, Well, yeah, I went into this thinking, all right, well, this could go the route of something like the the book club films, which, you know, Jane Fonda is also a part of, where it's like, there's really no, or something like Las Vegas, where it's like, there's really no reason to watch them other than just the prowess of the actor. And even then you're like, yeah, I'm still going to forget about it. And I was surprised to find that the movie this most reminded me of is something that didn't get uh, as many good reviews as this did, but I loved it anyway, and that was uh, The Guilt Trip back in the day with um, oh, Barbara Streisand, yes. Barbara Streisand and yes. Seth Rogen. That's a movie that I just adored. I'm like, yeah, it's fluffy like this is, but it's fluffy in the way that it should be. It just makes you feel good. But that is kind of what I got from something like this, where I was, I was like, wow, yeah, the prowess of the actresses is certainly enough to carry this, regardless of the material. And the material is certainly not great cinema, but... It has this great charm to it. They certainly help to bring it because they all have fantastic chemistry. These feel like real-life friends, and that is because they are. But there is actually a lot of relatability to this, whether you are in your 80s, 70s, whatever. It's just about how friendship is such a beautiful, all-encompassing thing. And that is something that, whether you watch this with your mom or your grandma, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, it's like, it's something that is going to ring true. Unless you were just that person who comes into this with a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, Tom Brady, screw him. I'm like, I could give a shit about football. And I found this just utterly adorable. Someone we have not talked about very much, but Lily Tomlin, she is kind of the one who's driving this primarily. Yes. She She's gets a moment. Yes, yeah, she really is. And they all get great stuff to do, but she gets a moment towards the uh, the opening of the third act I'm not going to lie, you guys. I cried. I teared up, too. Oh okay, I'm glad I'm not alone okay. in this. In the booth? Like in, in the announcer booth? No, 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 no spoilers, but I, okay. I think okay. I know what you mean. But yeah, yeah. But there was another moment prior to that that really had me going. Um, yeah, I, I do recommend this. This is a movie that I know my mom is going to love, and I cannot wait to watch it with her and be like, <laughs> I bet you thought I was going to hate this, huh? So, yeah, I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this eight and a half out of ten flipped bowls of chips. <laughs> there you go. If you don't like football or elderly actors or sitcom humor or, most importantly, if you don't like Tom Brady, then you weren't <laughs> going to see this movie anyway. But if you're a fan of Grace and Frankie and sitcom humor and movies like Las Vegas or Grumpy Old Men, just light, breezy sports movies, and most importantly, Tom Brady, then <laughs> this movie's for you. This isn't a must-see by a long mile, and it's not breaking the mold. It's pretty low stakes from top to bottom, but it's sweet, and it's nice, and it's something that you can watch with your mom. And I just admitted it with Melina here. I choked up. There was a moment near the end where I'm like, you got me, movie. 
you got me. <laughs> so unless yeah. your mom is someone who likes to point out that Jane Fonda had a proclivity for being anti-war during Vietnam. Okay, Boomer, settle Boring. down. <laughs> this is going to be for you. <laughs> I like these actresses. It's cute seeing them have so much fun. And I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 winning hands of poker. Yeah. There's a great quote from the original women that is like, yeah, you know, it was wonderful. Tom Brady sent us a, a customized video to let us know he was telling our story or a story based on us. Tom Brady still has not met these women. They're yeah. literally like, hey, Tom, we look forward to meeting you. Hopefully, we don't have much time. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> well, he's got Let's more go. free time now, doesn't he? 